again, everybody. Brian Hello, Neal. Keith Jackson. It's not Keith me? Jackson. Hey, it's football season, American <laughs> football season. It is upon us. We are happy about that. I'm happy about that. And we are at the Advanced Selling Podcast, as we always are. I'm Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. Quick shout out. We have a LinkedIn group. If you have not been to our LinkedIn, LinkedIn group, what? please. <laughs> LinkedIn group. Did I say that? I group? think you, your voice broke. Did it? The Peter Brady version. Remember that one? Peter Brady's <laughs> the Brady yeah, Bunch's always... voice changed. When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange. <laughs> Uh, our LinkedIn group, you can find us on LinkedIn, Advanced Selling Podcast. LinkedIn group, we have a lot of people. One of our fellow fond listeners, I might say, his name is Matt. Let's just do Matt H, because mm-hmm. he'll know who he is. He'll know. Writes a very, very kind email to us. He says, Brian is a huge student of your podcast. Uh, I know you do not know me as well as I feel I know you, but just wanted to drop a note letting you know that today, after three weeks since being promoted to an account executive role, Following a year in business development, I closed my first B2B sale today, a year after his college graduation. Fantastic to Matt H. Super pleased. This is a guy who went out and found it on his own. If you want to look at future stud star performers, you've got one in Mm -hmm. Matt H. This is the kind of stuff that elite salespeople do early on in their career. They find their own development. They're responsible for their own stuff and they're excited about it. So Matt, Good job, glad Matt. you're off to a great uh, career and welcome and, and keep those comments coming and we'll do our best to keep uh, coaching you from afar. That's as right. We will. So it's also not just football season, Bill, it's state fair season. Oh, you know, yeah, you have it a sta- is. We have a state That's fair right. here in Indiana and my kids are still at the age where the expectation is we go to the state fair every year. So, and I'm the one that takes the, the kids because sometimes my wife, crowds and her don't mix. So I took my kids to the state fair and there's a little train. There's a tractor that pulls his little train cars and actually takes you around the fair. It's not like a train ride. It's a way to like get right. around without walking. And the, and the state fairgrounds in Indiana is very, very large. So, so we got on the, the train and, and, the, and the person who's working the seats and there are these little wood, old wood benches and you just literally, you, you sit on it and you face outside. Mm-hmm. You're not oh, inside a train car. Right. They wanted us to slide down. So we started to slide down. I said, I said, make sure you guys lift your, your bottoms up so you don't get a splinter in your butt. Mm-hmm. Nicholas, who's six, he go, he looked at me and laughed. He goes, Dad, I think I did get a splinter in my butt. I'm like, oh, ho, ha, ha, he, he. So we go through the rest of the day, walk around the fair, ride a bunch of rides where they're about four more hours. We get home, and he comes down after going to the bathroom. And he says, Mom, I really do think I have a splinter in my butt. And we're like, oh, no, Dad was just teasing. He's like, no, no, I really do. He <laughs> pulls his pants down. He has a, a wood splinter about Still a in there? half inch long sticking out of his left cheek, and it's all red. It's all red and swollen. This poor oh. kid walked around with a splinter in his butt the entire day. <laughs> didn't say one word, and I didn't believe him. So there did, you go. Did he get on the scrambler? Because there's did. a lot of we centrifugal butt we, force there on we, the scrambler. We rode the scrambler. He and I rode it together, <laughs> and he didn't complain one bit. That's funny. So if you go to the Indiana State Sad, Fair and you ride the train around the place, make sure when you, you scoot over, up. you lift your up so you don't get a splinter in your butt like Nicholas Neal did. Uh, there I you go. I don't know if I can top that, but here's the topic Very today. good. Topic. Go ahead. Fire away. I have a client who I, I do some coaching with, and they're making cold calls on people to get them to this event that they're doing. It's kind okay. of a lunch and learn kind of event. Oh, and, yeah. Good and idea. so the idea, they're, they're in a pretty complex, sophisticated product area, and mm-hmm. these what, lunch they sell and salt or something like that? They or? do sell salt. <laughs> Some of these lunch and learns are very useful because it gives them a chance to educate the prospect, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I said, she goes, well, gosh, we're having a heck of a time getting people here. We've got like 30 seats and we've only gotten 10 people in. It's free. But yeah, I said, well, okay. A good coach should always say, well, how are you doing it now? What's uh-huh. not working? Well, I call them up and I say, hey, man, you really got to come to this, mm-hmm. this luncheon and it's going to be really awesome. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for you to there. And if I could just come over for 10 minutes, I think once you'd see... 
And I said, geez, mm. Jane, geez, uh, <laughs> Jane, that doesn't sound like a very abundant way to, right. to position this. Right. And now this lady is very good in the sales process. She's extremely just savvy and she mm. walks people through. She's a successful salesperson. So the question is somehow when we get in, when we change the circumstance, yeah. then we default back to some of our old thinking. And she was thinking that, well, this is not really a sales process. Right. This is prospecting. Well, it is. This is it's great. all selling. Absolutely. Yeah. And so in her thing is, and I think the question for the listener is, yeah, when I get a different circumstance, how do I maintain yes. my sense of Same abundance of attachment, intent, positioning, all those sorts of things? Mm-hmm. And the real question for me also is, at what point do I turn this on or off? Do I ever turn it off, perhaps, or do I leave it on all the time? Will be a question to ponder. The whole feeling, yeah, the new new modern feeling is what happens when you leave it on. Yeah. So, what did you coach her on there? I'm curious to know. I always start with uh, she's in Minneapolis. If everybody in Minneapolis wanted to come to this thing and raise their hand and started calling you saying, "How do I get in?" I said, "Would you have enough room?" She goes, "Oh no, we've only got 30 places." I said, "Okay." So now you're selling scarcity. You're not selling abundance. You're selling scarcity. Can you stop right there? Because I want to I want to hammer that point home. Did everybody hear that? Well, Bill said that's really important to me. You're selling scarcity. And what does that mean? Selling scarcity means there there is a limit to what's available from you. A, yeah. you're selling scarcity when you're selling just your general. All of it. All of it. Because yep. you don't only have so much time. You don't have so much energy. Yep. You only have room for so many prospects in your funnel, I believe. Right. For sure. So you're always selling scarcity because your time is scarce and you are scarce. Yes. Yeah. For a minute, she said, well, but we still only have, like, we still have 12 seats we have to fill. And I said, yeah, but yeah. that's only 12. You've got 3,000 businesses in Minneapolis. You've got uh-huh. 12 seats to fill. So you have to go to the prospect and say, hey, I don't know if you would be interested in coming to this event. Mm-hmm. You may not. Let me tell you a little bit about it, and then you can tell me whether you want might want to come. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. I've got 30 availables. I've got 18 sold or 18 committed. I've yep. only got 12 left. Yep. I, don't, I don't think you want to be a con man about it. You don't want to, you don't want to hold it out as something it's not. Right. But there are only 12 left. That's For a fact. Sure. For sure. Yeah, and I think the whole mentality here is the key to this. And if you're thinking about this and you're thinking about when, when does my mentality change via my circumstance, this is a great training ground for you to start to stop doing that, changing the way you're thinking based on your circumstance. Because here's the truth in all of this is what they've got a valuable thing they do. This is a knowledge-based event, right? And they should only want people in the room who are the right kind of people. Yes. So in other words, I'm almost positioning myself to call someone to, while I'm sharing it with them, I'm kind of qualifying, qualifying them to see them. if they d- deserve a seat. Yeah. Think of that shift in mentality. Right. Versus she, you said something that, that she said that just starts it off wrong is we have to fill these seats. No, you per, don't. Perhaps there's only eight, and eight's all you need in the room. You don't need all 30. People think, well, we got 30 seats. We got, screw that. You, yeah. If you get the right eight people, who cares how many people are in the room? You and if I mean? you have the right eight or 15 people, the right ones, and then you filter in 15 losers, yay. You, the, the 15 people who were the right ones are going to be diluted, and Correct. they're going to leave saying, geez, I don't want to work with them because see who they were calling yeah. on. Yeah, and so there's the some, losers. Yeah, some now, the question is, are you yeah. a loser or are you – because when you sit in a room <laughs> right. with 30 people, how do you know if you're a loser or one of the chosen this ones? This isn't for losers, <laughs> not for losers, for winners only. Yeah, I think that's really, really important that you qualify and you position this thing as something. And I'll take from one of my clients, I've mentioned them in the past, and one of the things we'll talk about is when we see a hotel that from the outside looking in, and you can see the starter sometimes, and sometimes it's a question, is it a three or a four? And we say things like, we typically just work with three or four and five star hotels. 
from your website and what I can read about you, it looks like you're going to, you land in that range, but I don't know enough yet without talking to you and asking mm-hmm. you some questions. So it's the same sort of thing. It I mean, is. outside looking in, I thought that this might be something that you'd be interested in and, and, and you might be someone that we'd like to have in our audience, but we, neither of us really know that just yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you're you're qual- they're qualifying, they're earning their seat, and it's all for me mentality. Once you get the mentality right, the language is easy. That's right. It just That's flows right. right out. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say. It's how you feel, how you show up. And I don't think you should ever turn it off because whether it's a, a dating relationship or marriage yep. or negotiating with your banker, yep. I mean, I think it's the same thing. But but do sometimes we when we change the circumstance, we change our feeling and. But, but I think you, you just hit on this point of uh, that's even more important, and that is when you do an event like this, you want the right people there. Yes. Three of the right people are better than 18 wrong and three right. So Four. you dilute your power when you have the wrong people there. No doubt about it. When you're just filling seats and you just want warm bodies, the whole the, – the, the dynamic of the whole thing can drop yeah. from that. Yeah. And you can even say that to say – you know, we've got a capacity of 30. We're not at all willing to put the wrong 30 people in the room. You know, we'd much rather have eight of the right people than eight of the right people and 22 of the wrong yes, people in there. Right. And so just know that going in, nothing personal with anybody. We just want to make sure that, that things fit on both yeah, sides for us. Yeah. Totally different mentality, different energy, different everything. Yeah. I also think that when people are invited to things like this, they want it to be special. Yeah. And so I talked a little, I mm, asked her, good. what really what is going to happen at this thing? She goes, well, we've got this person that's an expert in this ex-sophisticated technology. Yeah. And I said, well, what are they going to talk about? Well, they're going to talk about some trends that they're picking up on that no one has seen before. I said, well, you've got to tell that to the person yeah. you're inviting. Yeah. Say, this is a special group. We're going to <laughs> unveil some things that maybe you haven't seen before and maybe the industry hasn't seen. And we've got some people who have been working on this project project and it's going to be, I've seen it. It's really good. And it's only going to be run once. And that's this time. And you've got to and not sell it in a traditional pitch way, but you got to communicate the value they're going, going to get. For sure. And yeah. you have to balance that out to say, you know, this guy, be warned, this guy's a forward thinker. You know, if you're a bank or your manufacturing facility, you know, if you all are just sort of on the cusp of things and not really into what's new and innovative, this is not a good thing for you to spend time or yeah, doing and yeah. nothing personal. We don't want you in the audience if that's how you are. Yeah. I really truly mean that because you need to have, you know, like you go to, you see these Ted talks everywhere that, that are brilliant. You want the right people, smart people go see, you know, Ted talks and give Ted talks and things. It's the same thing. If we have a, a people that just don't fit, it makes for a really bad yeah. event. So the lesson in all this is filter people through your event. Make sure that there's a tight filter or filter people to get into your prospect funnel too. Same thing. Yeah, the learning here, we used an event as an example. It's your prospect funnel. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, so that, filter really filter good. closely, and it's amazing how many people will want to be in it if they you will. filter tightly. Yep. But you still have to be – it can't be a con game. It can't just be a some kind of a mani- manipulative move. Right. You have to really be focused on only working with the right people. Yes, and be okay turning people down. Yeah. Very good. All right. Go to Advanced Selling Podcast. Go to .com if you haven't heard any of the uh, past episodes. If you go to iTunes, all the episodes are up there. There's a couple hundred up there. Yeah. And also go to our LinkedIn group at Advanced Selling Podcast. Go say LinkedIn. hi to Matt. And well, congratulate him on his first him. sale. Him, yeah. Good job, Matt. And if he makes a lot of money, he should be sending that money to us. He might. Commissions. He might I bet be. he'd work out a deal that way. He Put might. it in play. All right. See, see you next time. Bye. Bye.